Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. Blue, I can be violet skies. I can be purple. I can be hurtful. I can be anything you like. I have no idea what the hell you people are singing right now. Violet skies. I can be. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I watch too much TikTok. I got into it because my foreign friend sent me like five a day. And I got tired of opening them on my Chrome. Yeah, me too. My son used to send them to me all the time. That's the only it's reason like, I got TikTok. It's the new love language. Like the old love language was like gifts and memes. Now it's TikToks. <laughs> I'm telling you people, I don't care how many of those things you send me. I am not going into that world. I'm not going to do it. Oh, oh yeah, I have seen that. You're hurting my ears. I want to know where that song is actually from. It's no, it's an actual song. I looked it up on a on YouTube. It's like a whole song. That's just a part of a whole song. No, I would listen to the song. It's called like Grace Kelly or something like that. Oh, my friend Rachel. I always want to send her really fun ones that like I get nerd excited about, like Harry Styles or Taylor Swift things. And she's like, "If you fuck up my algorithm, so now I have to screen record them and send them to her <laughs> because she's like, if I swear to God, if you get me stuck on Harry Styles TikTok, I will kill you. So now I have to <laughs> screen record them to send them to her so I don't mess up her algorithm. I have all the dressmaking ones. Like this one is like dressmaking stuff and cosplay. I think we kind of know who we can beg to sew stuff for us now. Yes, I'm right? sewing things. <laughs> I'll, work, I'll come up with my costume now for next year. We've been we've been looking for someone who sews for a very long time, Samantha. Uh, so you have found your calling here. <laughs> you found your uh, new Martha, calling. Did I send you the picture of my Halloween costume that I did? I will, did I will you? Send it what to does you. it look like? I'm just going to send it to you now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because that I sewed, which is just a Renfest costume, but it was rainy at Renfest, so I didn't get to wear it to work for Halloween. That's beautiful. Turn that over. I want to see. Thank you. Spin. 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 <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Now I got to send it to Keith. <laughs> so Keith can so Keith can put it work on the... her wizarding skills. Yeah. So she... You're all right with us putting on the website, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, remove the person's name out of this. Who's who's in the background? Uh, That's actually my roommate. We work together. He dressed up as house. Oh, he is dressed up as house. Your, quote, roommate? Roommates Mm -hmm. only. He's really pretty. Look at that. He is pretty. He is pretty. Very pretty. So can I come stay with you? (laughs) You're welcome. You are welcome to come stay with me. South Dakota road trip. I can make it even better. Uh, When he's home, he walks around in cutoffs like all the time. So there you go. Could you just surreptitiously record some of that? Some of us need some some spank material. Take some cannons. I have lots of pictures of him because the cat is actually his. And I take lots of pictures of the cat and she loves him. So most of them have him in it. 
Uh, Sexy see. man with a cat. Holy <laughs> shit! You're killing me over here. Wait, you lost, you lost me a cat. <laughs> How old is he? Yeah. How much uh, of a cougar is this gonna make? He's me? 28. <laughs> he's 28. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Mm. We we can't do that. I no. could. Mm. Let Megan do, could, but let me do the math real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's way too young for me. I can't do. That. Scott. Does he have an older brother, like a much older brother? He has three older brothers. How old is his oldest brother who's single? His oldest? Oh, they're all married. Oh, damn. Happily? I mean, is there any leeway there? You know, know, I would say that happily is up to the interpreter. Uh I'm just kidding. I'm not going to mess around with a marriage anyway. There's any divorces in the future, maybe. Throw my name in the... Yeah, I think his brother's like is he, a, is he by chance six. a North Dakota farm boy? He is a Minnesota farm boy. No, okay. Well, that's pretty good <laughs> still, though. Yeah. Them you know, farm I, boys. I like that cold weather. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like them farm boys. I got I got me one of them. Of course, I like mine pretty well. I don't think I want to trade him in anytime soon. <laughs> I'll keep mine. Tell me, you know, I keep forgetting what the name of your podcast is again. Athenaeum. It's a weird name. It's literally Greek for library. Like that's. Oh, that's so that, good. That is cool. <laughs> that's fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what the name of it was when we, when when we did the. Because you know. She just said, you have to come do this. And I'm like, okay. And then I forgot about it. (laughs) And then she sends me a link and I'm like, holy shit, what's this link for? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) I'm like, can you give me a couple hours? (laughs) Sounds like some of our conversations. I'm like, did you tell me about this? (laughs) Uh, I think so. (laughs) Yes. So apparently I can't find any of the cat with his face, but I do have many um, kitty cuddling pictures. Oh. Because she likes to cuddle up. Now I've seen some of those pictures. I've seen some Mm -hmm. of the kitty, the kitty pictures. Because I love cats. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. She, what she, she likes to follow you around from room to room. And if we're both in the room, whoever leaves the room first, she then sprints after them. So how did you get how how did you get hooked up with this guy if he's just your roommate? Uh, so we none of my business, but you know, I just have to. We, so we work together. And, uh, so I've been working at this company for four and a half years now. He moved to Watertown like a year after I moved in. And actually the reason we live together isn't because either of us, the start of 2020, I had a girl roommate and my lease was going to be up. We didn't really want to be paying as much as we were for that place. And so she was supposed to buy a house and then I move in with her to the house, but she never looked. So then I started looking at houses and Scott, I would bring Scott with because he's about the same height as my family members. So, and there's old houses, what I was looking at, I'm like, okay, you're going to come with. And we literally would have him climb into the showers and into like closets and stuff to see if anyone could use it. I know, That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. And, and he ended up being like, you know, I think I want to buy a house, but he had a much higher budget than I did. And he found the house that I'm in right now. And um, when he found it, Caitlin, the old roommate, was like, you know what? Instead of you buying a house or me buying a house, we could just go rent from him. And then, you know, there's a garage. We don't have to worry about an apartment living, you know. Oh, so there and- are three of you there. No, she never moved in. <laughs> she didn't tell us. She uh, helped move my stuff in and then uh, ghosted us. 
for quite a while. <gasps> oh. What? Yeah. Damn. So here's the deal. She was trying to be nice. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> and, and tell you to fuck off and and get her own place. Yeah. And and then she ended up getting the short end of that stick. Serves her right. Yeah, yeah that's when yes. passive aggressive yes. blows up in your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you need to tell us just a little bit about yourself so that people okay. will know why you live in Watertown, South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So I grew up down south, uh, but my extended family's from the Dakota and northern Minnesota area. So I actually went to college up in North Dakota for chemical engineering, graduated, couldn't find a job right away. And about a year later, here in Watertown, they're hiring for an engineer. And I happened to apply to it. And they're like, what the heck is someone from Texas doing applying here. I'm like, my family's up there. I want to move. And I took the job and I'm still here four and a half years later. Our connection comes from, you know, my nephew. Yep. And, and I know your niece too, because she and I were also in the same program. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. At college. Well, I'm pretty sure I I know. I know for a fact I met Dylan like years before I ever met you. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) accurate because Dylan would go when we went to the lake because, you know, we go to lake resort and Eric would bring Sam with him. So we met a bunch of times over the years yeah. and I'm, I'm just yeah. terrible with names. And every once in a while I'd walk to, up to her and go, hi, I'm Martha. And she'd go, we met last year. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> right. So every summer or every other summer or whatever, Sam will, will be up at the lake. And then she was at that wedding that I went to mm-hmm. in September and oh. we got to visiting at the table and that's how we discovered our mutual love of books to be fair i think normally when it's lake lake week like you're with you know the siblings and then i'm usually with the cousins yeah true (laughs) samantha is significantly younger than i am that's a way to be kind for for me saying i'm an old broad (laughs) how old are you exactly 27 okay i knew it had to be right around that that time frame Mm because that's about the age of Eric and Danny. Cool. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So my (laughs) library book, Ghost, has now infiltrated my TikTok app. Are you sure it's not the haunted futon that's causing all these issues? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something. This haunted futon that is still in the studio? (laughs) Yeah. That caused us to have to reboot your computer three times to record this episode? Christ, I keep forgetting about that. Maybe I should move this thing. (laughs) Either that or Echo gets onto my uh, phone when I'm sleeping and just ticks away. (laughs) Maybe she has needs you're not fulfilling. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) She's like, Mama need a new daddy. (laughs) A British one, particular. Is that how I ended up on <laughs> Facebook dating app? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "There's a dog in that one." Like, <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> well, you know, they say that men who put dogs in their dating apps are better partners. Really, it's good to know. I don't know if I agree with that. If you like pets, I mean, like if you don't like dogs, yeah, then I, definitely but don't. But I feel like putting your dog in the picture is like putting like the, it's like the equivalent of like the fish picture. 
well, what does that mean? What's the fiction? Like when they literally are like, look at me, I'm a hunter gatherer. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, and plus. Here's the fish I caught last week that no one gives a shit about. So um, there's been people that I've messaged back who have dogs in their pictures. And you'd be surprised how many times those dogs are not theirs. Yes. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's my friend's like, dog. I don't have a pet. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck. Yep. I think that's the it's more a, common it's, thing. It's catfishing like, by pet. Yeah, it's like, oh, yep. well, it's mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Good yeah. luck in your search. Never text me again. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas for girls, like, right, I, I have a horse. If I were to put a picture of me with my horse on one of those dating profiles, it'd be, be it, nope, nope. Yeah, you're nope. a horse girl then. You're your special kind <laughs> of mm-hmm. special. See, to me, that would mean that according. you're outdoorsy. No, no, no. If you're like, if you were to like, and I, and she is not like, from what I know of her in these few minutes, like if you were to call someone like, oh, you're like a horse girl. That's like an insult. Why? Why? <clears throat> I think I'm um, like because to be it's a like snooty, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be really snooty. They're also supposed to spend a lot of money. They're going to be like expensive and it's going to be whole, high maintenance. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. high maintenance. Oh, horses yeah. ain't cheap, girl. They normally aren't, but when your uncle breeds horses and your horse is 24, I she's see. a very low maintenance. Yeah. I see. But yeah, like okay. it's, it's considered like an insult if someone's like, oh, you're a horse girl. Mm-hmm. Like once again, another cultural reference. I'm completely <laughs> ignorant of. Yeah, I have no clue. I feel like that's a newer like thing that people use. Well, I mean, yeah, I knew it, horse it girls when I was growing up, and I always wanted to be a horse girl. I'm like, they're so cool. <laughs> why am I poor? I did and too. That's why I got a horse. <laughs> no, I think it, I think for girls, it's like not like if guys say it to you, it's an insult. Like if girls are like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a horse girl because they were cool. Like it's not an insult, but mm-hmm. when a guy says it, it's, it's an insult. It's just a guy thing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of like um like you know the internet chads, mm-hmm. right? Like oh like Chad, most, oh Chad. Yeah, but I know someone who thinks that being a Chad is a compliment. No, like, no. <laughs> No, no. I don't know what internet so chat means. There was a guy on TikTok, what, a month or two ago, who I forget what he exactly insulted because the video has since disappeared from the world. But like he was insulting like girls in like romance books or something. And so like Book Talk attacked him and was like, guess what, Chad? No one asked your fucking opinion. Oh, so Chad is like the equivalent of Karen? It's the male equivalent of a Karen? No, no not quite. It's a frat boy. Yeah, it's, boy. The, it's, oh, it's the frat boy. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The I, only thing that I've heard about like an insult using the name Chad is when Monica sends something. Oh, my God. I'm one of those girls that date shiny guys named Chad. <laughs> shiny guys named Chad. <laughs> yeah. But there's a, a bunch of like romance authors where like I'm naming every villain in every book I ever write going forward, Chad. And you know what's really sad? The one thing that comes to my mind when I hear the name Chad is preceded by the word hanging. Mm. <laughs> right? Uh, see, yeah. and I got the ch- hanging Chad. And, and that I, was from I immediately uh, think an election. Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, really. <gasps> Cinderella story? No. Wintry Hill? No. Martha, I need to educate you on 90s pop culture trivia. No. He's in a lot of Hallmark movies now, Which I think. explains the reason that I am not interested in learning about him. <laughs> and he's in Riverdale. Ron thinks it's hilarious as he's going through the TV to stop on the Hallmark movies. I love the Just Hallmark to try movies. to get my reaction. Because, you know, I the whole Hallmark Christmas movies thing makes me want to vomit. It makes my soul happy. 
I mean, they're cute and they're fun, but really, they just kind of make me sad because their life is always so much better at the end. Oh, no, it, it is why you watch them. That's not real life. You watch them to be happy to be for sad? two hours and then be very sad afterwards. <laughs> yes. That's I why they the have the marathon. I watch a Hallmark that's... movie and I have to put whiskey in yes. my hot cocoa that's afterwards. That's the point. That is the Boy. point. Or it's a Hallmark movie where someone has cancer and at the end you're crying. But after you're done crying, you feel a little bit better. Yeah. No, the entire point of a Hallmark Christmas movie is you're really happy for two hours and then you need a shot afterwards because you just feel sad. I need more than one shot. That that you haven't found the hidden prince working at the Starbucks down the street. (laughs) That one was so stupid. Yeah. Which one? I was like, that was all of them. They're few and far between. There are some of those movies that I wish they'd circle back to and do like a part two. Like I I wasn't done Mm -hmm. with those characters yet. I need them to to like come back. I have a lot of books that I think that of. I have books like that, but there's so many Hallmark movies. I need another book. Need to know what happened. Actually, the book that I'm going to talk about today, that is the exact thing I've been waiting for a sequel, prequel, something else. Oh, so then we should get let Vani talk about her book so that you can tell us what book that is because now I really want to know. <laughs> We're going to have issues, so we better get moving towards the ultimate goal, which is, as you know, books. And Megan is in a hurry now, so she's like, Vani, hurry up with your review. Fast. <laughs> Let's go fast now. No, take your time. It's not a race. I just need to know if I need to add her book to my TBR list. Well, I read like a different kind of book for me this this time. I kind of wanted a break from my usual intense trauma porn type of books. So I read a book called Four Seasons in Rome by Anthony Dewar. And this is a book about twins insomnia and the biggest funeral in the history of the world. That's what it says on the... Because that the sounds cover. way uplifting. Well, no. No, just different, not necessarily oh, oh, okay. uplifting. It's just different. I mean, uplifting. I'm following I mean, now. Let's not go too far out of my range. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. Where This Make- isn't a Hallmark movie, okay? <laughs> and I actually did not realize until I looked just now that this is an autobiography Whoa. and a nonfiction. Oh. So I kind of figured it was nonfiction because you usually don't get a title that long unless it is. I'd like to call those the Donna and Shona Lawrence length titles. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know who you are, girls. But this is about a couple of new parents of twins who the husband is sent to, to work in Rome or takes a job in Rome, but it's only for like a year and to write a book for I think it's like a university or something like that so him and his wife and his 12 week old twins go to Rome and it's about the differences in culture Um, the husband has a really hard time fitting into the Rome to the culture because everything is so different than the United States like you don't just jump in a car and go places. For one thing, it's difficult to even own a car. Most people walk wherever they need to go. And the markets are extremely crowded. And there's always a queue in all of the places that you have to go to buy stuff. And you don't have like a super center target that you can go and get everything that you need at one time. You have to go to all of these different places. 
So it's very, very different. And he has a hard time adjusting. And at the same time, he has 12-week-old twins. And anyone who's a parent, which is only me and Martha right this second in this podcast, but you know that the first year that your baby is alive, you do not get a whole lot of sleep. Everything is focused around that baby's schedule. So times that by two. So he has insomnia from having twins, plus the difference in the culture. And it's just kind of about this year that he lives in Rome, about everything that happens. And I mean, I don't know if I would call it uplifting, but it's not really, it's not sad. It's just basically his story. It talks about, you know, when the twins were sick, when his wife got sick, about the twins learning to walk, about them finally getting a babysitter so they could have time alone by themselves and, you know, just different stuff like that. And it was, it was actually a little refreshing. I kind of like looking into the window of somebody else's life and seeing how they deal with everything that they're going through without it being super dramatic. Cause this is not a super dramatic book. Not like I usually read, but it was really good. I enjoyed it. The writing was, was excellent. It didn't focus on one specific thing for too long. And while it wasn't a super downer, he did kind of go into a little bit of dark places a few times. <laughs> and all you can think of is when you're reading this, it's like, oh yeah, I've had thoughts like that. I don't know. It's not like super dark, bad for his health kind of stuff. It's just kind of the troubles that go through everyone's mind every day that you just don't say out loud. So it was nice. I liked it. Like I said, great writing. It was a short book. It was only, I did the audio and it was only five hours. So if you're looking for something just kind of not super dramatic, kind of short, I, I would recommend it. It was better than what I thought it would be, to tell you the truth, because like I said, it's this isn't my usual type of book. Usually I read stuff that's way more intense and dramatic and sad. I will have to say just really quick before I give title and author again, the biggest funeral of the history is because it was when the Pope died. It was the year the Pope died. Oh, and yeah. I want to say John Paul, was that the his second? name? PJ2? Yeah. yeah. John Paul II, that's when he died. So all of these people came to Rome for the funeral. Yes. And it talks about the crowds and crowds of people. And the um, husband actually takes his twins and they watch some of it from mm. like under this tree. Yeah. So that's the biggest funeral they're talking about. So yes, it was sad. But then they talk about how they, how they elect a new pope. And about the smoke. The gray or the white smoke. The gray or the white smoke. Yeah, I, I then, remember watching that on the news that, and being totally fascinated by that. Right. That, them electing the pope, the current pope, right? Because we haven't had another one since JP. Right, current. Uh, that damn election thing kept me on the treadmill for like two hours because I was at the gym and I was like, is it white smoke? Is it gray smoke? <laughs> I can't get off I the can't get off I the, I need to know. <laughs> so, and another thing that I liked is that it had those little bits of history in it mm -hmm. that was happening at the time. Yep. And you know, you know, I like my history. So that only has to add to the value of the book. And that again was called Four Seasons in Rome by Anthony Dewar. 
awesome sauce. I remember like when I realized that the Pope, like, cause you know, you know, I wasn't, I'm not Catholic. So growing up, it was always just like the Pope is appointed by God. Mm-hmm. And like, then all of a sudden realizing like far later in life that I probably should have, um, that like, it's literally like a popularity contest. <laughs> <laughs> and also, did you know that he was talking about the people who elect the Pope? Yeah, I'm, the I'm sure there's the, uh, the um, Cardinals. Yeah, they're cardinal, but they have a name. I just can't think of what it is. Right I can't now. think of their actual name, yeah. but the people who make the decision, they're sh- they're shut in that room and yes. they're not allowed to come out. Yes. And then after so long, if they still haven't elected a pope, they're only allowed like a very limited amount or limited diet of food. So it's almost like they're being punished for not making a decision. <laughs> what is that? I gotta look it up now. That's gonna is awesome. But yeah, I remember like... You get back in there until you've elected a Pope, mister. <laughs> Nothing but bread and water until you <laughs> name someone. If you're really descended Go and chosen by God, you should be able right to multiply now. it. Um, I don't want to see you until I see white smoke, damn it. Oh, it's, it's a conclave. It's conclave, okay. Papal conclave, yeah. okay. and it's car- College of Cardinals. All right. It was going to bug me. angry men, but for the priests. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that really did change Except my whole for, life. You know, you, instead of trying to find if they're innocent or guilty, you're trying to... But it really yeah. was an interesting book, and I think, I think that if you're not a parent, you might have a hard time knowing where the author's coming from about the twins and everything. But I think every parent knows exactly what he's talking about when he's talking about how his life revolves around these two little babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might like it, actually. I might. It was pretty good. Oh. All right. Samantha, are you ready to dive in? Yeah. Is it? Should I call you Sam or Samantha? Whichever one you feel like calling me at that moment. Oh, so your Samantha sounds so proper. It does sound proper. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Except for, you know, if I say Sam, it's like Sam I am. Oh, and if there's two Sams and someone always has to make a sandwich. Oh, a sandwich. Oh, oh is that how you get the pickup line? Hey, I want to make a I, sandwich with you. That, that, <laughs> a sandwich. I, okay. <laughs> In high school, yeah, because I, I graduated with, like, four other Sams. That is what they would do, and it was, uh, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> How about you and me go make a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. I got a sandwich I- for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could go it's on more for- like a sub. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is it a meat lovers. <laughs> Meatball special. <laughs> Save us, Sam. Save us. Sorry. I'm going to talk about is um, Between the Shade and the Shadow by Coleman Alexander. And it is a fantasy novel. I am a sucker for fantasy novels. But uh, this is kind of like thinking more an easier to get into version of Tolkien's world because you have humans, you have, I think there's dwarves. And then this story is actually about one of the races that's generally considered the bad guy, the evil ones called the sprites. And um, in this world, the sprites, if they're exposed to sunlight, they get these weird like 
root style scars and then they will die from overexposure. So they live in the shadow. And the sprites go through a cycle of becoming an adult where you start as a spriteling, you're a little baby sprite, and then you um, gain a animal shade and you become a shade. So you bond with an animal. And then at some point, this mysterious ceremony happens and you are then a full-fledged sprite with all of these powers. And uh, this one follows Ahiria, who is very unique because she plays very close to the sunlight and ended up getting a wolf and normally the sprites or the animals they get are like foxes or kitties or like you know small animals that are more night prone than a wolf is and she is going about and just kind of learning what it is to be a sprite and how they you know avoid other creatures they don't like other creatures they like to stay in their hole and there's all of this um intrigue and at some point all of them shift and so she's seen her older siblings get to the point of being a full-fledged sprite and they just disconnect from their family they are rude awful creatures after that god it sounds like teenagers yes (laughs) it's a YA version of Tolkien (laughs) I'm here for it (laughs) well it's not I wouldn't say it's really it's not aimed to be YA it might have ended up being that but it wasn't trying to be and Aria, you get to see kind of how they plan all the mischief that these creatures start. And she is with her wolf and she's just trying to figure out why do these people change so much? And she, because she likes to go out in the sunlight and she likes to try and become a hunter with those people who are going to make mischief, she ends up finding out how much her parents and grandparents have been hiding from her and the other spritelings. And the fact that it's not that they don't like other people, it's that they go and kill people. And so no one else likes them. Oh. <laughs> so the secret is they're actually homicidal maniacs. Okay. Oh, no, that's still not the secret. The secret's pretty great. But you get to see her really grow up. And you also get to see the other side of those Tolkien style, the high fantasy baddies that are always just portrayed as being bad when in reality there's a lot that goes into making them like that they're not born bad but their culture and society makes them into that and encourages that and if you show any sign of weakness they throw you in the sunlight and let you burn (laughs) so it's a yeet the baby level yeah (laughs) on the fallen scale it's a 10 (laughs) (laughs) Instead of uh, throwing the baby in the river, you're throwing the baby into the sun. I think that's a little more brutal than can't call it. (laughs) They just Icarus it right up. Icarus! I can hear him chanting, Icarus, Icarus. And I, I just really also like the idea of a society completely and utterly built around being in the dark and moving in the daylight between the shades without being vampires. That's true. That is kind of a unique take. (laughs) So especially the fact that it's not an immediate death either. It's um, like all the hunters who do the daylight hunting, they're marked because their eyes change color from the sun. And then they get these really gold, their scars, because they're very dark creatures, are gold. So it like catches the light even Hmm. more then. It's, Hmm. It's really cool the world he created. And I have been waiting. Hopefully there will be sequels. Because at the end, that you suddenly see a group of adventurers where there's a human, an elf, and another creature. 
and it's hinted at that oh there's more to the story as to where they came from oh. and what's going to be going on like and it's somehow linked to what the elders in this society are moving towards hmm. so it's yeah it's a lot of mystery it's very mysterious uh if you like romance there is no romance in this story oh yay <laughs> <laughs> But I I really enjoyed it. It was it was a fun adventure, and also it had it's his first novel, but it had that right kind of pacing that it just kept you going, you kept going back, and you wanted okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Oh no, did this what they just disappeared? Where did they go? Like what what's going on? A lot of intrigue. It combined court intrigue with fighting. So and that was between the shade and the shadow by Coleman Alexander. The way you describe the characters, I can see some cosplay costumes coming out of that book. Yeah. yeah. I, I it sounds I would, pretty cool, actually. I'm like, mm -mm. I would love to have me a, a tattoo that, like, glows. Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? That, that would be awesome. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Not glows in the dark, but, glows like, in the sun. glows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be freaking awesome. Like a crack. Not like mm -hmm. a butt crack or anything, but like a crack. <laughs> you know? A crack in the space and time. Listen, I know you like to think that sunshine blows out of your ass, but it doesn't. Yeah. Your crack does not glow. Martha didn't get the reference, oh, Sam. Martha missed the reference, Sam. Reference to what? I, I knew with the reference. I know the reference. It's a Doctor Who reference. She and was yes. paying attention. Yes. The crack that glows. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And I do like that crack that glows, but I was thinking more about my own personal... Except that crack is kind of a bad crack that glows. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about a good crack. You know, I've got a, I've got a scar that runs from the base of my bra clear down to my belly button, pubis bone, <laughs> down, down, um, and it's crooked because it was an emergency mm -hmm. thing where they had to. I was bleeding to death, and they had to like rip me open. Ugh. So it's really a weird, like meandering path mm -hmm. that goes down. That and, would be a cool. Yeah, and I've always wanted to get a tattoo on that scar. Well, we've we've solved it now. Yeah. Just get a one that's and, like and a gold a shimmer. Sudden, I just like got gold. this. Yes, wouldn't that be freaking awesome? It'd be, and be really like, cool. yep, I'm gold inside. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers, gold finger. <laughs> I was singing the Midas Touch song, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. You got my imagination going. Yeah. That's good. Well, guess what? You get a commercial right in the middle, but it's for a really good cause because we get to visiting and we always forget to talk about the important stuff, such as our fantastic supporters. We now have a Patreon account. So if you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to check that out so that you can help us pay the bills. Thanks very much to Shona Lawrence, Lacey Kemp, Taylor Seidel, Monica Cook, Annie Parlock, Megan Garrett, Farrah Lanners, Morgan Vaughn, and Jamie Shatron. We appreciate our Patreon people and our tribe members and all of you. What does this membership get you? It gets you all the behind-the-scene clips, all the stuff I have to cut out of the podcast every week, plus bonus episodes. We're recording our first one next week, and we can't wait. Please go join our Patreon and help us out. We appreciate you. You can find it at our Facebook page, or you can head over to our website, threebookgirls.com. And thanks for being our supporters. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Megan? So this book is what I am shocked that none of us have done. And I even like 
control finded it on the website just to make sure because I thought it was weird. And this book comes with a little bit of controversy from fandom worlds. So no one come at me <laughs> about this book. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I'm reviewing After by Anna Todd. So the reason I say don't come at me is because this book was originally written Harry Styles and One Direction fan fiction. And Harry's kind of a dick. <laughs> like his character, the the of Holt the Holt Harden, rather. So the the Harry Styles fans really dispassionately hate on this book sometimes because they don't like how she portrayed their favorite person on the planet. So no hairstyles fans come at me, <laughs> but I love this book so much. Um, I actually saw the movie on Netflix before I read the book. And after like, it became like my like comfort movie. Like when I was just feeling sad, I'd be like, you know what? I need to watch after, uh, which is horrible because the relationship in this book is super toxic. And if it were in real life, we would probably want to beat your like best friend in the face because it's toxic. But so we have Tessa uh, and Tessa is like the good girl, right? She's from like suburbia and she's been dating the same guy all through high school. She's going to college, you know, one of those types. Well, she gets to college and she has a roommate that's like edgy. She's a sophomore. Tessa's a freshman. And her mom, Tessa's mom is like super helicopter mom because it's just her and her mom. And as soon as like she sees Tessa's roommate, she's like, absolutely fucking not. We're going to housing right now because like, <laughs> she's like, she's going to distract you and she's trouble. And Tessa's like, mom, get out of my room and go away. So Tessa like doesn't go out. She's not doing any of the college things. They finally, the roommate whose name is leaving my brain right now, they get, they, they go to a party together and meets all of the other bad people friends, right? Like all of her roommates' friends. And we meet Hardin Scott for the first time. And Hardin is rude. He's British. He's kind of that dark, sexy British vibe going. And Tessa is like kind of smitten with him, but like I feel like she like also is like, I'm not interested because I have like my really sweet high school boyfriend back home. And you're just kind of like that arrogant guy who thinks he can get every girl in the world because you have a British accent and tattoos. And let's be real. She's, she's not wrong. He probably could get any girl he wanted. So they kind of, the universe keeps putting them together. Like it just like, they just keep running into each other because of her roommate and he and her definitely form a, a relationship. She's still dating. Um, like the church boy from home is the best way to describe him. And it happens fairly early on that, that boyfriend shows up at college and she is with Harden. So it gets a little intense. Um, but there is more to this relationship of Tessa and Harden than meets the eye. You kind of always get a vibe that like one of the friends is like dropping hints about things, but she'll like say stuff to Tessa and you can kind of be like, there's a subtext to whatever she's saying, but is she really, hinting at something or is she because that friend of Harden's also I think really wants to date Harden and they maybe have hooked up at one point and they but they aren't together so she's just trying to poke Tessa at every chance she gets just to like make her doubt Harden and his intentions and if he really likes her or if it's you know whatever he's just trying to prove like I'm I'm Harden Scott I can get whoever I want so there's a lot of really interesting dynamics. It's super toxic. They fight all the time. And she basically gives up like everything 
to be with Harden. Like her mom is mad that she's with Harden. So she's like, if you keep dating Harden, you're cut off. And so that she has, it's like a whole toxic situation and I acknowledge it and I am here for it either way. (laughs) Um, But I can't really tell you much more without giving any spoilers because spoilers are bad and it's awesome. But yeah, there, there's more to the story and there's lots of people who know more of the story, but they're not all talking to each other. It's so good. I gave it five stars. I was really, I didn't read it for a really long time because I was like, you know what? I just really love the movies and I'm just going to be happy with these movies and I'm not going to read it. And um, my friend Rachel listened to it on audio and she's like, you've got to. Like, she's like, this is so great. You're going to love it. We we need to read all these. So it was a lot of fun <laughs> reading it and then realizing that it was like One Direction fan fiction actually just made it that much better for me because it was more like it was funnier and more like fandomy in my head as I read it. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Cause like all she did was change the names, like Harry Styles, Harden Scott. Like oh. she just like changed like the first initials are the same. So you can figure out like which band member it was supposed mm-hmm. to originally be. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was also really fitting that I was reviewing it on a Taylor Swift released weekend <laughs> that I was like, yeah, this is happening because you know, Harry and Taylor, Maybe it was supposed to be Taylor because Taylor and Tessa. Maybe. Could have been. Um, it would have been odd, I think, because typically people write fan fiction as themselves as like the Tessa character. But maybe, maybe it was supposed to be Taylor and and, and uh, Harry. So I really enjoyed it. There's three books in this series. So if you enjoyed the movies on Netflix, uh, even if you deny the fact that you've watched them on Netflix, because you probably <laughs> have. Um, oh, it, um, I would recommend the books. They are honkers though. Like if you pick that book up at the store, it is like a doorstop. And even the audiobook was really long, but in the, my favorite part of the audiobook was he, um, the, uh, hero Phineas that plays Hardin Scott reads a bonus chapter in the audiobook that I had. And I just like I melted. I was like, can he just read the whole book? <laughs> like, just listen to that man read me this book, and it would make my day. Yeah, it's fabulous. Even if you don't care the fact that it was fan fiction, or maybe you're one of those people like me who loves a good fan fiction read, this book checks all the boxes. So good. Uh, I'm actually going to read the second one probably here in the next couple weeks. And that was After by Anna Todd. You describing that book, like the actual plot. I don't know if you've ever heard of or read the book Beautiful Disaster by Jamie McGuire. I have, feel like I have heard of that book. It was really popular like three or four years ago, I think. And the plot sounds really similar because it has a main character who's a freshman in college and gets stuck with a horrible roommate. And then through this horrible roommate, she meets this bad boy. But in that one, she ends up moving in with the bad boy and another roommate and like I, I don't know. It just, it sounds really very similar. <laughs> yes. There, there's a lot of heated debate about this book. Like I was, and cause I went to the Harry Styles show and I ended up in this like discord group talking about the Harry Styles show and people planning. And so, somebody had said something about after or reading it. And you, it, the, the shit storm that it started, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, note to self, Harry Styles fans, not a fan of this book series, but I loved it. And I still love Harry Styles and one direction for it. So like, it just made my soul so happy. It was the best read. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. No, I'm so pleased you liked it. I, I cannot believe that no one's reviewed it. I'm hmm. honestly shocked because it was like a huge thing when it came out. Before well, before you 
We didn't have any of this kind of drama. We didn't have fan fiction. No, we didn't have. But Alyssa, I, would have, I really would have thought Alyssa had done it. Hmm. Because her and I have talked about the after movies. Oh, really? So I was, hmm. that's why I thought for sure she had done it. But hmm. maybe she just hadn't gotten around to it yet. I was so excited when no one had done it. <laughs> well, I think now we're going to go to a little bit more of a serious place for my review this week. And let me just start out by saying that I, I had planned to read this book anyway. I was already on hold for it. And I, I went to put it in when I was starting to read it uh, into Goodreads. And I was absolutely shocked because people were reviewing the book bef before it was even out. They were not only reviewing it before it was out, they were reviewing it without ever having read it. Wait, how? Well... When I tell you who the writer is on this, you will totally understand. Oh, okay, now I'm intrigued. Because the book I'm going to review this week is called State of Terror by mm. Hillary Rodham Clinton and Louise Penny. Mm. Yep, I'm with you now. And before I even started reading it, I was furious because of all of the horrible, mean, one-star reviews that people were putting on this. Without actually they, reading the book. Because they don't like her. They don't like her politically. That's so stupid. And they're still putting, people are still putting reviews on it, on Goodreads about it, that haven't read the book. And they say right in there, I haven't read the book. And I'm well, get the fuck off Goodreads then, guys. This is not the place to be a dick. Well, I guess it isn't. I, I guess it is a place to be a dick because a lot of people are being one about this book. I think if... If there's a review on a book, and not just this one specifically, but we've had discussions about Goodreads before about people purposely putting bad reviews yeah, they on they should books. remove that shit. Yeah, Goodreads yes. should remove it. I agree. If it says, I have not read the book, Goodreads should take that off. Yeah, it was really pissing me off. And as a matter of fact, when I went back to look again, same. They were, they're still putting them on there. They're still chiming in about it, even though they have no business on the site on this book's page. No, if you haven't read and it, it's you can't say the, the anything. The thing that makes me the maddest about all of this is that it's not a nonfiction book. It's a fiction novel for fuck's sakes. Ugh. So wait, they're getting mad. They're getting mad about... A, because it's her. Yeah, and but the book's not even... Is it loosely based on fixed on... You know what? There, there are some parallels, yes. Okay. And I will also say right off the bat that if you are not a fan of her, you have no business reading this book. Because you're going to find parallels, even if there aren't any. The thing that I found the, the most satisfying about beginning to read this book, though, was that I immediately, after about maybe half a chapter or maybe a chapter, forgot that it was her that was writing it. You know, it wasn't like I was trying to, like I did with Bill Clinton's book, trying to find the threads all the time. You know, I was trying to find out... You know, who is this loosely based on? What What is he maybe talking about in this or whatever? I lost that almost completely after I got into the book. After I, because the characters are so well written that even though it was a political thriller and even though the main character is the Secretary of State, the character doesn't feel like her because she doesn't have everything in common. You know, she's got sons. In the book. And she's got a, a really strained relationship with one of her sons, who's a military guy. And so it's not, it didn't feel like her after a certain point, because the character took over. 
Now, it did have some really, really intriguing and interesting possible connections in there because she is in contact with all of these people uh, from different countries because she's the Secretary of State. And so my mind did kind of go a little bit like, geez, I wonder what that would have been like, you know, to to come into contact with all of these people from other cultures and whatnot, because depending on where she's at, she gets treated differently because she's a woman, clearly. And the other interesting thing is, is the person that she is the secretary of state for, she doesn't like, they don't like each other at all, which is interesting because, you know, she was secretary of state for Obama. And I guess I just never got the impression that she didn't like him. So obviously they ran against one another. Right. So I, I, I didn't end up feeling like it was her that she was loosely basing it on. There was enough differences. That- right. And it just, I, I was able to let go of that fairly quickly. But the plot of the book was really good. And all the characters were really good. Louise Penny is brilliant as a writer. And she and Hillary evidently are friends. And I didn't know that either. You can kind of see Louise's footprints all over this novel. If you're a Louise Penny fan, you know how lyrical her writing is. You will see a turn of phrase in there that, you, that will remind you of the way she writes. But she's never written a political thriller either. You know, she writes mystery novels. It was really seriously interesting to read the book as a political thriller because there were things in this book that were absolutely terrifying. I mean, I could, I, there was a lot of plausibility in the storyline. And so I almost reviewed this book during October because it terrified the fuck out of me, man. I mean, I had cold chills and nightmares over this book. There was a dirty bomb involved. Let me also bring that into the room. So, I mean, it was it was really a fantastic read. It was full of, you know, political intrigue. It was full of there wasn't any kind of relationship in it at all. In fact, she wasn't even married in the novel. So there wasn't any of that kind of bullshit, you know, to tie in with her possible involvement as the main character. If you want a good read and an excellent, I don't know, it, it, like, it, could, it would make a fantastic movie. So you think if it didn't it, have her name on it. If it didn't have her name on it, would it would be, be more excited about exactly. it. Exactly. Got it. Instant bestseller uh, material. It was, I gave it five stars. I absolutely loved it. Plus, there were a couple little Easter eggs in there for Louise Penny's characters in the Gamache series. At one point, Three Pines, which is the name of the town in Canada where all of her characters live, um, was mentioned and some of the characters were brought in near the end, which was really cool if you're a fan of Louise Penny as well. So lots of things to like about this book. Very few things to dislike. If you don't like her, don't read it. But don't be a dick and go on and give it one star when you haven't even read the book. Goodreads, will you please get your shit together and remove those reviews? They're not relevant. Yeah, I agree that they should. Like if anybody's spamming anything, whether it's all like, I haven't read it, but I'm sure it's great. If it was, if the, yeah, if it were reversed, people would be in an uproar about it. You know, oh, like, yeah, of course. What's well, so, like, yeah. If you're, I mean, why haze a woman who's already had, you know, this kind, I don't know. I just really, I, I, yeah, I voted for her. 
I mean, she, I admire her as a woman and I would have been proud to have her as president. I, I still don't think she deserves all the shit that people give her. No, That's, I don't think she you does. Know, I, I think it goes above and beyond malice the way she's treated. And I think it's a shame. Yeah. Where are those hot cat guy pictures? We need those right now. <laughs> let me finish up and say, let me, let me finish up and say the title and artist of my book. Okay, sorry. So anyway, the title of the book that I read was State of Terror and the authors were Hillary Rodham Clinton and Louise Penny. And I thought it was a fantastic novel. And I hope that people will read it for the great political thriller that it was and not judge the writing based on shit that doesn't matter. Anyway. I like it. Hold on. My auto check changed it to hot car guys. We don't want car guys. No. <laughs> I, I, can I use... Is, can, is there such a thing as hot car guys? No. May, uh, they think I it, mean, they think there is. Paul, yeah. Paul Walker was a pretty hot car guy. Mm, he was a car guy. He like actually was a car guy. Yeah, was, he was. You know. This guy's pretty mm -hmm. cute. I know you don't like beards, though. Is that Chris Evans? Yeah. No. Chris e Let me see. Chris Evans is a pretty... Oh, no, that's not Chris you Evans. Know, she just gave me a dirty look. With cats. It's a hot guy with a cat. Good Lord. <laughs> Can we She's just... going... Eh. I don't like beards. Can we? I, I have, I'm an anti-beardite. Can we just... <gasps> hey, there's Ann Summerholder, I think. Is that Ann Summerholder? Ooh, with the cats? Let me see. I think I'm now a cat person. Can we just talk about the fact that Vonnie... Vonnie has to go change her panties now. Can we just talk about the fact, though, that Vonnie had that angled away from me, and just by the eyebrow raise in the, like, You're eyes, like, I was like, oh. is that Ann Summerholder? I was like, I'm not sharing with you. As soon now as I gotta, saw it, I was like... You gotta oh. show this to Sam. She can't oh. see any of it. She knows who Ann Summerholder is. Yeah, but she hasn't seen oh, this Oh, I do. Particular. In fact, I think I know what picture... The one where it's around his, like, he's got it yeah, on his shoulder. I've yeah, i that picture. Yeah. yeah. He's just so Pinterest. pretty. I don't understand. You know, his how. pussy is beautiful. That's all I have to say about that. Well, we need to send jealous. that. that pussy. I know. We need to send that to Keith so she can put it He's on. He's married to Nikki Reed. Sorry, y'all. I don't even know who Nikki Reed is. She played, and I don't she care. played Rosalie in Twilight. Yeah. Uh, well, that pretty much explains why I don't know who it's that is. It's vampire families combined. The Salvatores and the Cullens. Watch out! Right? Uh, exactly. Sudden, it's the, the coming together of two vampire tribes. Yeah. Don't get me started on Nikki Reed, though. Let, don't get you started on Twilight. Let's change the fucking subject right quick. I have a whole thing with Nikki Reed. I, I, you know what? I really do want to petition uh, Netflix to give us the damn third after movie already because they put it in theaters for one fucking day and then they were like, okay, we'll let it stream in England. Well, maybe it was horrible. I don't care. <laughs> I have to have I, the set. I don't care. Well, that's like, pretty and like nerdy. a whole, whole genre that that fits into that they do now. That, yeah. You know, they're the guilty pleasures yeah. that... I really need it in my life. Hot guys reading with cats. There you go. I have to avoid TikTok spoilers because people have seen it and they'll post and be like, this scene, I'm like, fucking get, no, <laughs> stop it. It's not in the US yet. <laughs> We're going to get some hot guys reading with cats. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, the only bad thing Pussies is. between the pages. <laughs> oh, why do you have to make it dirty? <laughs> Spread it for the pussies. <laughs> oh. okay. I've got, I did find Between the sheets. One, if you could see that. That is a Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, you got to send us that Give one. Give me some Loki. Loki reading. Anytime. And look, he's hot no matter yeah. what that man is doing. Did you see that 
Paul Rudd was named sexiest man. Yes. I did. And do I yes. love Paul Rudd? I yes, love I love mean, How do you not love Paul Rudd? I have Paul loved Rudd. Paul Rudd for so long. He's so quirky and weird. There's a whole Did meme. you see the, sorry to interrupt, oh, yeah. but did you see the thing that he and Stephen Colbert did on the night that um, yes. they announced it? He put him through this Is that the examination. one with the, the dog show thing? Well, oh. yeah, that was part of it. But he put him through this examination to see if if he was <laughs> the hottest man. And he had a, a doctor's coat on, you know, and he went in there and he did all this weird <laughs> shit with him. And at one point, at one point, he was pouring water over him. It was like, almost like waterboarding him. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. And he was such a good sport about it. I, it made me love him even more. Well, there's a funny meme that's like shows him in Clueless. It's like Paul Rudd in Clueless. And it's like Paul Rudd today. And it was like. This is how you age when you're an unproblematic actor. Like, they, yeah. like yep. that he's, they're like, you age gracefully when you're not problematic. Yep. My only thing with him is that he's a little on the short side for me. He, uh, he's not super tall. No, he's not super no. tall. And I he's like, not? I like mm-hmm. my sexy men tall. I mean, that was, that's kind of the nice thing with the Marvel actors is most of them have been quite tall. Yeah. Like. They're all very, he, they're mostly pretty tall. When you look mm-hmm. at like Hem- the Hem- Hemsworth and Hiddleston, mm-hmm. and is Robert Downey Jr. tall? I feel like he's no, like average. I don't think so. Hold no. on, because he doesn't like tower over but Chris, Tom Holland. Um, uh, Captain America is like six foot. God, I think. he's a Chris huge Evans. Deep high. Chris he's Evans also deep. plays piano. How I mean, tall yeah. is when that popped up on Robert his Instagram Downey story? Jr. I was like, this man is gonna break the fucking Robert internet. Downey Jr. is five feet nine Chris inches Evans. tall. Okay, so he's oh, not yeah. very tall. Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. not tall. But five nine's not that he's bad. He's only a couple inches I mean, if I didn't put shoes on, we could stand together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How tall is Paul Rudd? He's probably... Google. Yeah. How tall is Paul Rudd? Do you hear my accent come out Paul just now? Paul Rudd is five feet, ten inches tall. <gasps> so they're the same So height. he's a little what? taller than RDJ. <laughs> what? I was going to say, he's not that short. I don't know why. I thought he was like five four. No, five, he's not five. Tom or Tom Cruise short. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why I thought that. Shirt. Paul, I apologize profusely. <laughs> I could totally do you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, how tall is... Hey, Siri. How tall is Tom Hiddleston? Six foot two. Six feet two inches tall. Whoa! Yes. <laughs> Sam for the win! <laughs> yes. Let me, let me guess. You're a fan? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Always. <laughs> is he on your laminated list? Yeah. Oh, I wish I had a laminated list. That's too fancy. Yeah, you must have you must have missed those podcasts. They were earlier than when you started listening. Um we have a thing where we have uh you get five people on your list. Yes. That no matter up. when this is, like even if you're married with six kids in the future, that you get permission to do that person if you run into them. Yes, he would be. Yeah, hundred percent. Hiddleston's for sure on the list. Yeah. Which which Marvel character is he? Loki. Loki. Oh, okay. All right. I don't think he'd be on my list. Uh, I like him, I but he wouldn't. So be. he's always been hot, and then when they did Loki, like the show, <laughs> that woman director deserves a fucking Oscar for the position, have, like thing she made that man do. <laughs> I have been a fan of his since he did Warhorse because he's actually one oh, of yeah, the he um, is. main characters in Warhorse. So she has was- him on his knees doing hair flips like oh, every yeah. <laughs> chance she got. She was like, "Down, Hiddleston, flip yeah. that hair. Let's do this." <laughs> like, 
Is There's he a, like he up on a pole them. too? I mean, gonna say what? Is it, no. This sounds like bondage here. No, but all he, of a sudden it, I'm getting some real vibes. Is there a safe? Word I mean, involved? he was in handcuffs at one point. <laughs> he was. He Octopus. was. Octopus. <laughs> no. Fruitcake. <laughs> that that wig and those curls and that man. Mm. Pomegranate. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll find the TikTok of like the montage of the hair flips on his knees and send it's, it to Keith so she can post. Lot. I think they got it like wanted every every episode. episode. <laughs> I'm just ready for the new season of The Witcher because this, yes. this is The yes. Witcher supposed to be out oh, again yeah. soon. Yeah, that that actor. Oh, going to uh, The Witcher. Henry Har- uh, Henry Cavill. <laughs> yes. Henry oh, I Cavill. think he is. Did you... he is the king of the nerds. Yes. And he is absolutely. Oh. And he's a, he's Sherlock in the Nola Holmes movies. Oh, yes. And I believe he actually now lives in the U.S., so we have stolen him. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> hold on. We got to check, see how tall he is. Um, my, Six foot one or two. Yeah, Are you he's sure? pretty tall. Yes. Google, how old... Uh, Google, how tall <laughs> is... <laughs> She's been listening. <laughs> I'm a little scared by that question. Interesting. What makes you think that? <laughs> Give me back my ghost, <laughs> damn it. Do you want to know how old I actually am? Oh, it, yes, please. I was launched in 2016, so technically I'm pretty young, but I've learned so much. I hope I'm wise beyond my years. Um, did, Google, did, how tall is Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill is six feet one inch tall. Oh, is it six one or six two? Yeah, yes. Sam is right was, on it. Has Once anybody, again, has Sam's anybody, pretty tall herself, so she's got this. How tall are you? I'm only like five six, five seven. Yeah, yeah. say I'm five seven, but that's considered tall. tall. We're tall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has anybody seen the story of Henry Cavill and his nephew going to school? No. So, okay, so his nephew is like first grade, second grade when this happened. Like, and they were talking about like family or something. And he's like, my uncle is Superman. And the teacher's like, your uncle's not Superman, bro. Your uncle, like, no, Superman's a character. Like, you're, no one can be Superman. He's a character. He's like, no, my uncle is Superman. And the teacher's like, no, bro. Like, literally can't be. So, <laughs> so yes. up walks shows up, up to the freaking yes, kindergarten he class. He shows up to class. His nephew is in like a Superman shirt, and like it's and Henry Cowell's like walking him into school, and the teacher's like, "Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Your uncle is indeed Superman. He's the guy that plays the Witcher. I've never watched Witcher. You've shown me pictures, but I just I, Google. I've never. I, really... I think I feel like as Google. the teacher, I would just have to quit. I'd be like, you're, you are absolutely fucking correct. Your uncle Google, is Superman. Goodbye. Show me a picture of the Witcher. No, don't show her the Witcher. And he doesn't show look like himself. That match. But he is the king of the nerds. He's built his own computer. He does like D&D. I think he almost missed one of his interviews. Mm-hmm. Or what he didn't his do call? Writing with someone. Oh, gosh. Guys, you know, I got to stop looking at these pictures because. Hold, hold, that, up. <laughs> hold that up to Sam so because she can see what I'm talking I, about. I'm going to need to go change in a second. You're, ne- oh. you're going to have to break he out does. Tracy's dog. Yeah. Tracy's yes. dog kind of looks like this. <laughs> Could you print that out for her? She needs to post no, it. No, you may I not that defile. Pr- that's a spank material. Toss a coin to your witcher. I mean, that's clearly. <laughs> Wouldn't that be prostitution? He, it would be sex work. Technically, it, it would only cost a, 
A coin? All right. I mean, I would toss some coins to Tom Hiddleston. I mean, even though he's not the hottest guy I've ever seen. (laughs) Shit, for a quarter. Uh, I mean. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. That's it. On that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Dude, I haven't had a date in like over a year. I think I'm okay with going to the bank. Can't get it off of three book girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.